For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hey, this is Nico Robin from One Piece, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Everybody, okay, microphone was upside down for a second, but now we, it, it's, it's Sunday evening, it's the last show of the, the year, because, oh guys, I'm, ju- I'm just so excited, because it, it's December 23rd, right? December 23rd right now? Yes. December 23rd. You know what that means? It's two more days until the Doctor Who Christmas special. Ah, it looks so good, and ah, oh, Madame Vastra's in it, and she's amazing, and and it, there's a there's a holiday apparently as well. But God, so yes, remember you're leaving your milk and cookies out, and then hopefully Matt Smith will be in your house, and he'll eat them, and then you just get to watch. So. <laughs> No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say what I said outside. <laughs> no, because that would genuinely be too rude for radio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but welcome, everyone. How are you this season? Oh, we, we, we... It is the season to be jolly. Oh, and, and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I brought a little box of brownies. Uh, I tried to find mini sausage rolls because, you know, it's not Christmas without mini sausage rolls. Uh, pre-made ones but i got a little box of brownies for us to share so we can relax we can have a nice fun show and we're just going to be we're just going to have fun today loads of games loads of prizes to offer it'll be the perfect christmas gift to yourself think of it that way and yeah uh, yeah i'm 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 high on water and brownies it seems i'm, I'm up for this totally <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the thing that i've been preparing like the christmasy playlist for like two weeks now and it's all, and it's just majoritively Matt Geek and Christmas. I try to find all the things that are Geek and Christmas in there. Yes. Uh, and it, it's turned out rather well. Uh, yes, and I think Rob got to pick one. This is, I'm, okay, maybe the reason I'm excited is this is the first show, I think, in the entire history of the program where I have picked the majority of the music. Yes, it is. It, yeah, because normally I'm like meant to sit in the corner and just listen to pop by myself. But now, <laughs> now, because I just love 
Christmas and films so damn much. I, I've populated like five sixths of this. Rob had to take one of them out to put one of his own in, otherwise I'd go mad with power. But I did pick a good one. You did, you did. It's just to stop me going mad with power. Yeah, I picked a good one and a funny one and uh, quite an appropriate one, but we'll get to that. And quite geeky as well, so it it all works. Uh, But yes, on today's program. It's all good. Okay, breathe, Harry. On today's program. (laughs) Uh, talk, to, talk to us in the chat stream if you're there Or tweet us at, uh, and, at Hashtag the Geek Show And we'll be watching and listening uh, To all of your comments talk, Tell us what you're looking forward to for Christmas What, you've, what you're getting for Christmas Because uh, we're talking about prizes oh, well, We're talking about presents there'll, yes. there'll be prizes But we're talking about presents I'm genuinely too excited I think this is a problem Harry, uh, we need to calm you down. Okay, I'm going I'm to have a brief bit of water. But we've also got a Professor Elemental interview, which I did on Friday night, and then I edited it within these last two days, and it's, it's all ready. Literally, I could press the, the, the button to publish it at the end of the show, let, but let, I won't. I'll be doing it tomorrow. Yes. Let me put it this way. In visual terms, Harry is squee. He is the epitome of squee at the moment. Um, he even squees when he walks. Every footstep is squee, 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 squee. I just love Christmas. <laughs> There's tinsel on the microphones. <laughs> Look at it. It's shiny. I'm sorry. Oh, somewhere, in mi- somewhere in the middle of all of this, we do have a show for everybody. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to get us off with a warm, Christmassy start. It's... it's Doctor Who Christmas special is in two days, people. Okay, there was a big gap after the very sudden end of the last Doctor Who series. I don't know how many people watched it, but the Doctor Who's recently gone into a thing of doing what America does. Uh, no offense to Americans out there, but it's a thing that your American television does where they split a series in half. Uh, now, in America, this is kind of useful considering that things like Heroes are huge series. Yes. But Doctor Who is only 12 episodes long, so they went six and oh, 12 or 13. Uh, depends on the series. But they've gone six, and then boom. And it's like, no, did, did, there was some major events just happened, and it, it, it came out of nowhere, and what, and why? And and they were like, well, you'll have to wait for the Christmas special. I was like, no, BBC, why? I just because want Because we can. That's what the BBC say. Why do you hate on me? Uh, <laughs> and I, and we, I have to wait for Sherlock Series 3 as well. Oh. So what... what Christmas special. Was that your or, Christmas gargle? <laughs> I think that. I think it, you know that thing where Mr. Burns has an illness and uh, it's described to him by pushing all the fuzzy things through a door at once. Yeah, they're I all trying all, to kill each other. All, so my, they won't fa- kill all him. my fandoms kind of tried to push through my neck at one time and I nearly <laughs> choked. Uh, yeah, easy. Breathe. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I, there's been so much going on recently. Seriously, Doctor Who's coming up. It's Christmas. I heard the Young Avengers is having a new issue. It's finally coming back, uh, and it it looks great. And it looks ah, uh, it looks so good. And I got to interview the prof, and I've got his new album, and it's it's so good. And it, it's amazing that for a second album, he's not only doubled the number of tracks. It's gone from like ten was on the Indifference Engine, and now it's a twenty track album. Wow! But it's it's massive improvement as well. None of it is throwaway. They're all really good, and it's like paced, and there's different. Uh, and there's little interlude pieces, and there's playings of old records in the background, and it's 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 really good. It's yeah, like really solid good. Oh, and someone gift. I've been getting Steam gifts of games, and that's what I friggin' love about uh, geeks friends at Christmas is that you just get games over Steam every now and again, and you're not expecting them. And so that's that's really great. Uh, Rob's making gestures to say we have news to do, Harry. Please give it a rest. I'm gonna try. I didn't know such thing. You lie. <laughs> yeah, I'm to more trying to. Do, I'm trying to pace. Calm my... yourself down. 
Calm blue ocean, Harry. Calm you know, blue ocean. You know, the, the current definitions of extrovert and introvert are different to what they used to be. The old definitions yeah. of extrovert and introvert uh, were that an, ex- that an extrovert um, can take energy from conversation around them and build energy that way. And they, they, they feel it like in, uh, like in Awakenings, that film with Robin Williams, that was amazing. Uh, but an introvert instead has a limited amount of energy and then runs out if they talk too much. And so they, may, they uh, ration it which is very different to the current definition of uh, introvert, and I've realized that describes me pretty well. I have a lot I want to say, but I only have so much energy until I've completely expanded and need a mana potion. I'm just... Bleh. Ah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Ah. To Sherlock and Smaug the dragon. Are you kidding me? Oh. Isn't he in the new Star Trek movie as well? Yeah, he is. Benedict Cumberbatch appears to be like a rising Nathan Fillion right now for geeks. He's just trying to be in everything. Uh, does he play the bad epic. guy? Uh, yeah, he's the bad guy in Star Trek. He is. The have they guy. actually announced what his character is? I don't believe so. Well, I'm not. Because I'm not a big Star Trek fan. I have so. a. I have a suspicion. Yeah. I have a suspicion about you, who he is. Are you keeping that a secret, or do you? No, no, no. It's a. Spi- it's a suspicion that ha- that is going around the net right now, and okay. I kind of agree with it because there's one scene in the trailer, mm-hmm. right? You have one hand on one side of the glass, mm-hmm. and Spock's hand on the other side of the glass. Oh, yeah, yeah. That now, there is only one movie in the Star Trek franchise that that actually happens in. Oh, that's interesting. So they they may actually... be remaking the greatest Star Trek movie of all time, The Wrath of Khan. Oh. And if they're remaking The Wrath of Khan, then boy, does it look good. Because that's, Yeah, that's interesting. Because like every, everyone has at least... I'm not a Star Trek nerd, but I am aware that you spell Khan with 12 A's. You know. Khan! You know, even someone how like me who's times, not seen the films knows that because it's so iconic. How many times has that been parodied in just about everything? <laughs> Too many to count. Over 9,000 times. That's yes. how many. It's one of the best, it's, it's one of the best scenes as well. <laughs> just William Shatner with the, with the, uh, with, with the handheld thing going, on! Uh, and then just pans out of this asteroid. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, if they are doing that, then cool. I'll I'll watch that. People have really good reviews for that film. Uh, have you noticed though? The second movie in in quite a few franchises has always been the best. Empire Strikes Back, The Wrath of Khan, um, The Two Towers in The Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. Well, I suppose it's because the first one they're finding their feet in this, and they're usually trilogies. So the yeah. first one finding feet. Uh, third one, having to bring it to an end, which uh, can, can mean rushing, yeah. tying everything up neatly in ribbons. And so, yeah, the second one really is, we've got everything sorted now, let's just kick some booty. And... The, only movie, the only movie trilogy that doesn't work with is The Matrix, um, but the other two movies never happen, so we are fine. I don't dislike the other Matrix films. I'm anyway. Happy, I'm happy to say they happened, they just weren't as fun as the first one. Anyway. Um, we do have some news. The first bit of news is oh, that the world God, yes. didn't end. As you can probably tell by being yes. alive and listening to us. Yes, we did Yay! crawl out of our nuclear bunkers but, just to do uh, this show. This, there's a lot of people like now posting videos about, well, here's why it was all phony from the start, which I'm good to say in retrospect. But my, my favorite one has to be uh, Tim Minchin. 
yeah. made a comment right out of 10 caps that was beautiful. He was saying, the Mayans loved calendars. They loved maths and they made loads of calendars. They just made calendar, calendar, calendar because they loved them. Uh, but th- then they all died. And so they'd gotten as far as 2012 and then ran out of calendars. This would be like if you bought the a puppy calendar with puppies every month for 2012 and then you opened December and you saw your wall and went, no puppies, we're clearly all going to die. Yeah. And that's the perfect description of what happened to me. Uh, but our news story suggests that there's one which may be even more intriguing. Yes. Um, well, we talked about this a little bit before. Uh, what happened was there was this misinterpretation of one of the Mayan calendars, mm-hmm. right? And some writes back thought, oh, you know, this, uh, this 13th back to the world's going to end because the calendar, uh, the calendar says so. Which, by the way, wasn't mathematically done correctly when converting into our year system, and it would actually happen in several years in the future anyway, but... They actually found an older calendar this year, <laughs> right, which predates the one that they were working from. It's the oldest Mayan calendar that... And this calendar keeps going. Um, it stops... Uh, the, it has the 13th back to, like the other calendar, but then after that, there's more dates. Mm-hmm. Right, and it keeps going until around six thousand years in the future. <laughs> so quite a ways off, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's. <laughs> I mean, unless the singularity happens in my lifetime, I'm probably not going to be alive to see it. Yeah, it's. Oh, Please man. let the singular singularity happen in my it's lifetime. The thing, I ne- I never think you should take advice on how the world's going to end from people who didn't use electricity. Yes. That, that's just thing I hold in my mind, you know. If they well, not necessarily. There is some advice we can take from them. How to build pyramids, for example. Yeah, but I, I prefer houses, to be honest. They're more insulated. That's the thing. I think we can, we've developed enough nowadays to twig that if it's from le- more than 200 years ago, at least check what more recent research has been made. Citation needed. Citation Let's needed. just there, leave there it at that. The world ends in 2012, citation needed. Yes. Evidence not findable within recent findings. <laughs> your apocalypse has not been found. Please try again. 666 <laughs> error. Your apocalypse you've tried to find could not be loaded. Yes. <laughs> error no. from server source no, because no. they didn't have service. <laughs> the apocalypse didn't happen because it's still buffering. <laughs> your apocalypse is buffering. Please upgrade to 4G. <laughs> Please update your flash. I just love what the internet's done and just been so ironic in saying, oh no, here's our British apocalypse. And it's like, Doctor Who, villains are attacking the earth. And like, meanwhile in Canada, and there's just moose with laser vision setting fire to giant trees. Yes. And it, I just love all these things. Thank you, Tumblr, for bringing these things to my attention. I love you. Oh. Right. Moving on. Yeah. Facebook. Uh, Facebook want to charge people. Right. You know how on Facebook you have friends, some people have lots of friends. And adversaries. Yes, some people have enemies, mm-hmm. uh, and there are lots of trolls. You know. And uh, my recently engaged friends who are on Facebook, so congratulations yes. for you and James. It's just a small thing there. Do you know, all the trolls, I think they should, to, to combat internet trolls, what's the best weapon? Ignoring them completely? Internet billy goats. <laughs> <laughs> To find and attack the trolls. <laughs> Just to swim around corners and under bridges and say, you ain't tough for my gruff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Headbutt them off at the yes. edge of a low bandwidth. That could be fun. But unfortunately now the news takes a turn for the serious. Because yes. Facebook is asking you to pay. Uh, if they're tempted to, and I believe they're implementing a test system. Yes, they are. For $1 messages. Now, you say, okay, these are not messages between friends. That's still free. These are messages 
between you and the unknown. Here's the thing, right? You, if you set, put your Facebook settings so that only your friends and maybe friends of friends can actually leave you a comment, which or anyone with you, a job should probably do. Yes, that does not stop complete strangers sending you messages if they pay for it. Mm-hmm. Now, I've said it before. I no longer use Facebook. Right? Mm-hmm. I haven't used Facebook for what, six or seven months now, mm-hmm. and I have never been happier. <laughs> You know, because I don't get spammed by everybody. I don't get, you know, I don't get hit with all, all of the junk. I My life is much better now mm-hmm. since I don't use Facebook. Google Plus, I don't have any problems with because nobody bothers me on Google Plus. There's because there's only you and Felicia Day on it. There's 135 million people on Google Plus. I thought you were about to say 135. No. There's 135 people, a million people on uh, Google Plus. Um, it, uh, for the age it's at, it's uh, about the same growth as Facebook when Facebook was expanding, right? Wow. Um, so they're about equal in terms of age and growth mm-hmm. and potential at the moment. Google Plus, uh, though, has the advantage of Google being behind it. Yeah, they'll probably release some amazing feature at some point. Yes. Oh, uh, actually, probably. The Hangouts are doing quite well for themselves because of the YouTube combination. Oh, yeah. Basically, people may have written off Google Plus right now, but uh, the Vlogbrothers and Hannah Hart and people, they've started Lots doing... Lots of people. They've been doing things like, oh, they've been doing live Hangouts with Google Plus, and then it can go straight to their YouTube channels. Mm. Uh, also, uh, Netflix have started doing like offers with people who are YouTube partners, mm. and they've been doing like riff track nights. Mm. And they've said, well, if you give your followers this code with your name in it, then they can have a, a month's trial of Netflix. Yep. You get to play a film, and then you can riff tracks it. It's completely legal, and then put it on your YouTube site. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's this thing. Google Plus has some versatility. Personally, I like to, the way Twitter manages the unknowns is that anyone can tweet at someone, anyone at all. And if you tweet at somebody, it'll appear in their stream. So like if someone messages me, like, if that's a message, they call it a message, a direct message, which is like personal mail, like email, me to you only. Uh, you can do that if they follow you. You can send direct messages to people who have an interest in you. Uh, no, no, if, yeah, if they have acknowledged that, that they have a link with you, then you're okay to send the messages, which I like as a system. Also, if you get pestered by someone with the, who sends you messages at uh, little normal open messages frequently, you can block them, uh, which was fun after I agreed with Movie Bob one evening on uh, Twitter, and he retweeted it, and then I got all of his haters. <laughs> I, I know internet hating is a big thing, but for it's a terrible thing, but for someone with no real internet haters, uh, it was interesting just to have all these ones all of a sudden and see how funny and stupid they were. It was beautiful. Uh, and then I blocked a lot of people and had a fun evening. That was the, the Megabus home from Thought Bubble. But yes, Megabus. But yes, what do you guys think, out in the, uh, the chat and the stream, uh, of Facebook trying to make it so that instead of anyone being able to message you, no matter how advertisement or slagvertisement-y they may be, instead making them pay for it. Also, would you accept this considering you might want to message people, you know, yourself? Or, but and considering if they keep in the, you try to add someone and then you can send a personalized message there. I mean, I don't add my siblings on Facebook. Like, I don't have my sister. Uh, and I didn't used to have my brother John either. But the thing is, we could message each other links and things. The reason is that I, we didn't really want each other seeing what we were doing personally. Because he just went to uni in Leeds, and so he's like, living up uni style, and getting very drunk. Uh, meanwhile, I do a lot of um, geek things and LGBT things, and I, I, you know, some of those are kind of personal, so. Yeah. 
It's the thing. What do you guys think? I think it's a little invasive to ask anyone to pay. These I, I, it's not the invasive part that I disagree with. What I, what, I just think it's a massive fail mm. on the part of Facebook. It's yet another example of how Facebook, how Zuckerberg in particular. Right. <clears throat> Here's the thing. I've read quite a lot about Mark Zuckerberg as a person. Not as the, le- as the person behind Facebook, but his personality, how he thinks, everything like that, right? And one thing comes through more than anything else. He is Sheldon. He is Sheldon Cooper. Well, now you make me like him. No. He's Sheldon Cooper, but without the comedy, right? Oh. Basically, you know how Sheldon's attitude is that he is intellectually superior to everybody else? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zuckerberg is that. Mm-hmm. Um, from... Uh, from everything I've read, this is the conclusion I came to. Uh-huh. Now, you know, people, uh, you know, other people may disagree. They may have a different opinion. This is just my opinion. This is just based on the information that's there. But Zuckerberg has this superiority complex, right? Um, in the end, it's a bit like the Steve, Steve Jobs, right? Steve Jobs no- knew what the people wanted, mm-hmm. right? Zuckerberg thinks he knows what the people want. But what the people want, uh, you know, what he thinks they want and what they actually want are two very different things. Mm. Right? Jobs had the advantage of... That would explain timeline as well because yeah, nobody wanted that. Exactly. Jobs had the, adva- had the advantage over Zuckerberg of having been in the computing business mm-hmm. for many years, of having been, you know, thrown out of his company effectively, forming a new company and then coming back, uh, coming, you know, and then p- coming back to Apple as the you know the prodigal son, but then leading Apple into a, a much brighter future, mm-hmm. you know, I think maybe if Zuckerberg takes some time away from Facebook from making any decisions about Facebook and actually you know steps away from it for a little bit, takes a sabbatical, he may actually change his perceptions. That may be something that's beneficial to him. Are you are you suggesting that Mark Zuckerberg, uh, a massive billionaire nerd, gets out of the house? And then has some fresh air and perspectives. Yes, turn into Kwai Chang Ken for crying out loud. You know how in Kung Fu, David Carradine wandered the, wandered the earth, you know, wandered America, solving people's problems by kicking people in the face. Yeah. Uh, maybe Zuckerberg could try that. <laughs> <laughs> what, the martial artist leader of Facebook? Yes. <laughs> so what? If, no, uh, if MySpace like, files a just, lawsuit, no, you just say, become like you a man, but I'd break uh, your bones. Just, uh, instead of a mendicant holy man, just become like a mendicant nerd. <laughs> what? <laughs> the what, re- attack of uh, return of the wandering nerd <laughs> in cinemas near you. I probably see a film with that title if it sounded like that, but at the same time, I don't know about this. Zuckerberg well, they made thing. a film called Revenge of the Nerds, so... Oh, yeah. That's, okay, that sounds bad, but um, great Christmas film. Uh, just to preempt us. Uh, the Gamers 2, Darkness Rising. Terrible oh, secondary title. Beautiful film. Love it. Okay, all right, moving on. Robot Revolution. And this is called Thinking Liquid, right? No, don't worry. We have not gone a step further from the urine-powered stuff. Yes. Urine does not now think for itself and have rights. No. That would be terrible. You will not be attacked if you use the urinal. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, computer scientists at the University of, Colorado, uh, Uni- University of Colorado in Boulder have developed ping-pong si- ball-sized robots that they hope to reproduce in large quantities to develop complex swarming systems. 
Um, what they basically what they've said is they're calling these the swarm of twenty robots. They call each of them droplets, and when they swarm together, they form what uh, the researchers call, uh, describe as a liquid that thinks. Mm-hmm. Now there is a YouTube video attached with this, which uh, I'm going to put in the shout box mm-hmm. when it loads. Um, For those of you who are Halo players, you can reinterpret a liquid that thinks as the flood. Yes, uh, and that could describe basically. You know how na- how in quite a lot of sci-fi you see nanotechnology that's flowing all over the place. It looks a bit like a liquid. That's basically what they're trying to do. Yeah, also like robots. also like the plankton family in SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes, SpongeBob. Uh, they can they can like combine together and be like a single organism. Yeah, it's you know they've modelled it on. Bee colonies, ant colonies, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as swarming robots are always modelled on. I like these little robots individually. Because they're so cute. Yes. They're, they're, they're little balls with tiny little legs. And, and they have like big blue lights on top. And so they look yes. a bit like if Eve from Wally had tiny little babies. Yes. They just kind of plopped out and rolled around for a while. But there's but, 20 right now. They want to make more. When they hit, uh, when they hit maybe two hundred, three hundred, then I'll start getting worried. Right now, they just get a cute, you know, it's it's like squirrels, mm-hmm. right, or sheep. Yeah. Individually, they're cute. In a swarm, they are terrifying. Yes. <laughs> I know because I'm one of the few people I know who's been attacked by a flock of sheep. <laughs> uh, one Christmas, we went to my grandma's house and. Uh there's a field next to her garden, which my brother foolishly went into. Uh, to, I think he, he threw a frisbee over the fence or something, and a goat chased him round it for 20 minutes. Nice. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Uh, second robot revolution news, deadly combination. Now, we've seen hexapods. We've seen the quadrotos or quadricopters. Okay, okay let, let's do this. Yes. First, there was hexapods. Boom, boom, Fudge, what was it? Oh, quadricopters. Then there were the quadricopters. Now, this year, comes hexaquadricopter Yes. It's, it's, it's the both of them. It's, it's two of them combined. Yes, the they, two they of them combined. They transform and roll out. <laughs> now, transform and shuffle out. <laughs> they, tra- they transform, shuffle around a bit, then get airspeed, and they spiral a lot. Yes. It's, it's like there's six quadricopters basically attached to a mount, which attaches to six spidery legs. Yes. Um, basically, these hexapods are little spidery robots. Quadrotas, obviously, we know how maneuverable they are, right? Now, we know that you can attach turrets and artillery to hexapods and to quadrotas, right? <laughs> now, here's the thing. Attach, put the two of them together and then attach weaponry to it. That's where the terrifying bit comes in because it's not only highly maneuverable in the air, it's highly maneuverable on the ground. And we know they have the technology to make them climb up walls and ceilings as well. <laughs> there is nowhere safe. All they need to do is attach fins so it can swim underwater, you know, mount a few torpedoes, and that's it. We're done. I'd, I'd disagree with Rob some more, but I know that he'd bring up that in the demonstration video, they pick it, the robot uses its six arms to grapple and pick up a large cube object. And because the arms are actually quite thin, they could probably operate a gun fairly easily. Although, am I the only one that remembers the James Bond theme quadricopters and thinks that this would be an upgrade so they can have a drummer? Because you could easily have, like, six drumsticks, and it would hover around there. And, you know, it would be just it would be a nice concert. You know, Dr. Steele would do it. 
<laughs> oh, we miss you, Dr. Steele. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Uh, things we want to try. Right, you know electric cars? Yes. Electric cars are always good. Like the Volt, which is out now. Yes. We like electric cars. Um, we like electricity. We're, all, oh, we're nerds. We're geeks. Mm. Well, obviously, we like electricity. Well, I also quite like monster trucks. Yes, you know the I, big trucks with the giant wheels that run that basically crush cars. I respect and fear elder trucks. I mean, elder trucks. Elder trucks. I, I was thinking like elder gods for a El, second. Elder monster truck. <laughs> well, actually, and we are comes talk- Cthulhu to crush all the cars and drive the drivers insane. We are kind of talking about an elder monster truck, Bigfoot. Right? Bigfoot is the monster truck that everybody knows. Right? Except me, obviously. They even uh, back during the eighties, they even had like remote control Bigfoot. Right, uh, you know, like the radio control cars. Mm-hmm. You had radio control Bigfoot, and when I was a kid, everyone wanted one. Mm-hmm. Right now, they have electric Bigfoot, and I don't mean it's a Bigfoot that transforms into an actual Sasquatch. That uh, would be awesome, though. <laughs> yes, it would be awesome. Uh, this Bigfoot is run by. Ele- it's got an electric motor, and it's very, very, very powerful in order to shift its weight. The weird thing is, when you watch the YouTube video of this, you don't get the normal roar of the petrol engine. Instead, it's all kind of zzzz, which means when it's crushing the cars under its mighty tires, you can actually hear all the cracking of the metal and the shattering of the mm. glass. And you're like, oh, so much carnage. Plus, if one snuck up on you from behind, all you could just hear is the zzzz, as well as the crashing. You'd go, bees, they're finally taking over the bees. <laughs> yes. Which I think would just be completely terrifying and beautiful. Yes. Um, I, I am tempted to post this video, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> they can look at it in the music break. Post yes. it before the music break. Yes, I'll post it uh, during the music break. But yeah, I would really love to try that. I'd really love to go. Cr- I've always wanted to crush a car in a monster truck. It's one of been one of my boyhood dreams ever, ever since I was a kid and saw, the, saw cars being crushed by, giant, by trucks with giant wheels. I've always wanted to do that. Man, I, I wanted to make cookies. That the, your, your dreams are far more destructive than mine were. My dreams are cooler than yours. <laughs> I wanted practical life skills. I already had those. <laughs> How young were you at this point? Uh, probably about seven or eight. All right, fair enough. I, I've, I've wanted to be able to cook cookies for a long time. Yes. Uh, anyway. Day. Finally, okay. WTF Award to Infinity and Beyond. NASA, <laughs> what are you playing at? They've unveiled the latest spacesuit, which... Called the Z1. Despite looking like a Big Daddy, Rosie version, from Bioshock, which I'm going to stay with, uh-huh. uh, they have coloured it and styled it after Buzz Lightyear's outfit from Toy Story. Yes. It is very white, but it's got grey fingertips, it's got l- mint lime green stripes all over it, and it's, it's unmistakable and definitely intentional. Yes. So, Pixar in space. That's yes. cool. That's fun. <laughs> Thing is, it has a massive like panel on the back, and it's got a big circular dome head. It just looked like a big daddy. Yeah, and and they ah oh, they missed a trick totally. But at the same time, this is this is fun and hilarious, and it's a shame that Buzz Aldrin's not going into space anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, it is so much. But at the same time, he's going to be like, I, I am like the brand of space. Yeah. I am the brand. I am the face of space. I'm like the colonel for KFC, <laughs> but for space. Because like he's the, like he's all over it, the names and everything. And uh, meanwhile, I think that NASA, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you want, NASA should be really cool about this and give one of these to Buzz Aldrin. 
Oh, yeah, totally. They should just let him have one just because his name is Buzz. I think everybody in the world whose name is Buzz, most of you will be in America, we know this, but anyone who's called Buzz, NASA, you should give them one of these. Oh, if, okay, if you were Buzz Aldrin. And you should change, if you are called Buzz, change your surname to Lightyear, seriously. If, if you were Buzz Aldrin and you, you were enjoying your retirement and you got sent one of these, would you not just spend a day or two walking to the shops and back in slow motion like the Million Dollar Man? Yes. <laughs> just pretend to moonwalk all the way there and just like whenever someone walks by no no go, no do you not remember Houston, those we have aliens do you not remember those moon shoes which were like little trampolines in these big oh, baskets oh yeah the weird jelly things yeah, they were like the little trampoline type things in these big baskets and you basically bounced all over the place you should get those ah oh god <laughs> that would be brilliant Buzz I do hope you're enjoying your retirement you're a fun man and you're very impressive from uh, from every uh, the, the various works you've done. Yes. Uh, but that that fun spraggle of stuff was indeed the news section. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was the news section. Hi, I'm Stuart Samita. I'm here at Animex all the way from California, and you are listening to The Geek Show. Uh, we're in the film section. Yes. Uh, and let, let's start this off with some fun and game stuff, because, um, yeah, f- films have an interesting thing. There's, there's two main games that relate to films. Number one is, of course, that there are film-based games. It's like, there's, there's jigsaws and things, but, like, board games. Jigsaws confuse me. Why do they confuse you? No, I like jigsaws, don't get me wrong. They're pretty. I like normal jigsaws, but... Normal right, jigsaws? Yeah, normal jigsaws. Like, okay, define a normal jigsaw here. This normal is jigsaw, difficulties with the word normal. normal. jigsaw is just one of those flat jigsaws, right? Well, as opposed to your three-dimensional ones. Yes, the 3D jigsaws of, say, the Death Star. They're like... Why am I going to pay like twenty, twenty-five pounds for a three D jigsaw of the Death Star when I can pay five pounds more and actually get the Death Star that I can put little characters in and pretend I'm actually playing Star Wars? Because George Lucas needs another swing pool attendant. <laughs> I, I didn't what happened to Carlos <laughs> and Manuel? Carlos and Manuel and Menevich and. And, and Mark Hamill and everyone. And I don't know. I, I think he just wants another one because his pool is like the size of twelve borough houses. Um, I did that. It, it's it's I. I like jigsaws. There's nothing wrong with jigsaws. My mum loves jigsaws. We normally get her some on Christmas uh, from the Wasgage Company. The Wasgage Company. Uh, they make jigsaws that either go backwards, uh, like um, on the cover. It's the image from the reverse perspective. Mm. So you uh, build the image and see what everyone's looking at. And everyone's either frightened or running away or laughing at something. And then you get to see what it is. Uh, or this like, Wasgish Destiny, which is a, a, a thing through time. So you get, like, a lot of people as kids are in the 70s. And it says, like, 20 years later. And then it's, uh, like, a, gath- a regathering of them. Or, like, the same street. And it's either, look how much they desperately try to change themselves. Or, same place, di- di- same, different time, same problems. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm up for film-based jigsaws because some films have amazing cinematography, like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit <coughs> and ah, ah, anything Pixar. Ah, yes. We have a double-sided uh, chicken run um, uh, jigsaw puzzle. It's great. Double-sided ones are fantastic. Okay. Because you get more out of them. And it's a way of cheating if you don't have two pieces link because then you can look at the back and see if they do. Why, why, why do you look at me like I, I? I don't know what you're looking at me like. You just kind of looked. Confused. Uh, I just, I am slightly confused because. Hey. Okay. Chicken was a good film. I think. I think it's just maybe it's just me. Jigsaws, normal jigsaws, I like. Right. Mm. 
I, I don't I have no problem with just a plain old jigsaw. But when it's a scene from a particular movie mm-hmm. or a poster for a movie or something like that, when it's a tie in for a movie, mm-hmm. I'm like, Well, what's the point? I could just sit there and then actually enjoy the actual scene if I buy the D V D or the Blu ray or it's on T V somewhere. You know. I don't have to waste like three hours making that scene. So I can then go and say, oh, great scene, when I can sit there with the DVD, enjoy the rest of the movie, and then go when that scene arrives, I go, oh, wasn't that a great scene? And there's no effort on my part. Maybe it's just because I'm lazy. It's a different type of thing to enjoy, though. It's completely different. It's, it, this, isn't, this is like the difference between why would I play the, the James Cameron's Avatar game, which is just going through the plot line. This is different to that. It's, it's more like... Actually, it isn't. It is very different because that's just going through plot line. But with the one thing about Avatar, which is the no, the game, the game, improved. the game isn't actually going through plot line. It looked like it was. That's no, the, ga- the game, the game is different to the movie. I only know this because a friend of mine has bought the game and he's played through the entire thing. And he said, you know, it's not the same as the movie. Is it any good? He likes it, but then he's got weird tests. Okay, okay. I was going to say that if, if there's a film tie-in game, let alone of something that isn't game-related, like Avatar, then mm. I'd be incredibly stunned. Film tie-ins for games. I, th- I think the only film that's tied into a game that has actually done very well for itself... Now, I'm not meaning like uh, Star Wars, because that's not a film at this point, it's a brand, mm. okay? Uh, is Saw. Saw, apparently, the first the game, is actually quite good. It's not something I'd play... But apparently it works very well. It's basically a load of mini games, which I can see working. Yeah, but you wouldn't really do use it at parties. No, no, no. We'll come back to that. No. Anyway, uh, yeah. Aside from jigsaws, though, I mean, jigsaws is the main thing for movie-based mm-hmm. products. But there are board games as well. I mean, I have a, I have the Star Wars Monopoly. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, and it's not the Phantom Menace version. Let me just stress that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's the original trilogy version. Oh, is is there a? Oh my God, would there be a, a Middle Earth? Yes, Monopoly? there is. Ah, oh. there's Middle Earth tri- uh, Trivial Pursuits. There's Trivial Pursuits for just about everything. Oh God, yeah, Trivial Pursuit exists for everything on all levels. It's 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 crazy at this point, especially since it's just Trivial Pursuit confuses me. There we go. Here's a different point. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know how, if you play rock band, there's always that one guy who's super good at rock band. Yeah. And so, if you're playing, like, drink, for every 10%, you get away from 100. And it's like, well, he doesn't really need to do it. Why is he even playing? This is just annoying. Why? The whole point of rock band is to fail together. You fail together. Except for the singer who gets the benefit of embarrassment put through by having nearly 100 every time. Because they can mumble for it. You know, it's like, why are you here? I think Trivial Pursuit is like that for me because it's, especially ones that are themed, like Friends Trivial Pursuit and Glee Trivial Pursuit. It's like, how much of a crazy fan person are you of this thing that you can, through a game, brag to the people you know about how much of your life you've spent in it? Yes. And I find that weird. I just, I would rather watch Lord of the Rings than have people tell me, oh my god, it was totally this actor who played Gimli in Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, I get a point. Woo. Because it's like, well done. This is what Wikipedia is for. I, yes. I don't. Why? Why are we having a pop quiz? Why are we having a pop quiz at Christmas? No, there was actually a game called Pop Quiz, and it was movie related. Uh, <laughs> it was a DVD that you put in the DVD player with a board game. That again, what's that all about? Has to come with popcorn. <laughs> I, I find that an interesting one, at least, because you know people like the whole hosted panel games, yeah. and so you can have a video host like that. Oh, just think, just think. Okay, think. 
of panel games you actually like, like QI. Imagine if you had a QI board game, which would be Trivial Pursuit for the Earth mm. and, and space, and it was a DVD of Stephen Fry asking you the questions, and Alan Davies occasionally giving you the wrong answer. And I still wouldn't buy it. Oh, no, I would. Yeah, we know. Well, I wouldn't. Why would you not? You can have Stephen Fry. Okay, imagine... Oh, what a straight people like the Uma Furman. I, no. I don't know. Who hosts a who hosts a panel show that look? If you were a straight guy and you were going to go for and you were a geek, there's an uh, and you're oh, a yeah, stu- I'm a geek. And, uh, and you're a stu- I said a straight guy and a geek. Okay, you said if you were a geek, and I went hey, yeah, yeah. If you're a straight guy and a geek, and you're also a student, there is only one solution. Now, two possible solutions. If you're into older women, Carol Vorderman. If you're into younger women, then her replacement on Countdown, wherever her face is, the blonde one. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, cold, cold. <laughs> Why not just, I don't know, uh, Karen Gillan. There we go. Karen she's, Gillan is also an option. Yeah, she's, she's not hosted panel show, but hey. In fact, she... Karen, Gillan, I, uh, Karen Gillan, I would ask her out. Let me just stress that. <laughs> Despite my disinterest in the Jubblies, Karen Gillan, very much so. Did you say Jubblies? Yes. That's my character's name on Eve. <laughs> what? His name is ju- his name is Jub. That's Lees. No- that's Northern Chav talk for yeah. His, his his name is Jub Lees. But what? what it, that's innuendo. It's it's. it's I know. That's barnacles. my character. That's oh, what, you did that, it intentionally. Okay. Yeah, I did it intentionally. Okay, I was good. This isn't like the my time. first ship on Eve. Uh, it goes back to this uh, to the days when I was playing this game called Pardus, and I I had this uh, I had this Cast idea. your mind back to 1925. Yeah. I had this idea. Is browser based space game. I had this idea. Right. I'm going to have a laugh with this, and I'm going to call my ships random names for breasts. So one of the my first ship was called the Mama Reese. Um, after that, there was the Melon Five. There was there was the Jug Five. There was the Bap Five. Oh, you you were in your teens at this point, right? Uh, no. Oh, oh, Rob. Oh, it, Rob. This was about ten years ago. I'd argue, but who among us has not made a World of Warcraft character that was a blood elf specifically for the fact that they are pretty, pretty bishy people? I haven't. Well, obviously you haven't. <laughs> but like, okay, I have, a, I have a housemate who is male. All of his Warcraft characters are female. All of them. Just so he can have something pleasing to look at while playing. Ah, right. Back on topic. Yeah, movie-based board games, we still don't know why they exist. Yes. Well, I'd say that themed... And we know that they're marketing. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd say that themed versions are fun and they're a nostalgia trip. So there's people like yeah. that. And it can be interesting how they convert it to a game. It's always interesting to see that. So there is, like, Monopoly, Middle Earth, Monopoly, and Star Wars. That that thing, I can definitely see a theming being good. And Star Wars Angry Birds, I suppose. But Star Wars Angry Birds is, is not good. No? Because Angry Birds does not translate to real life. Let me stress this. They had the Angry Birds game first, uh-huh. right? First Which, there was Angry Birds. First there was Angry Birds as an app. Then there was Angry Birds... In real life, where you had to build the Jenga-like tower structure type thing and put the pigs on there and then fire the birds at them. And you're like, well, hang on. Why can't I just pay for the download and just play it on my iPhone or my Android phone or something like that? I can see that being fun in like a Lego Harry Potter setting, but not as like an actual game to play with people. Yes, and so, and so they brought up 
Angry Birds Star Wars, which is even worse because then you have to build like Death Star type contraption type things and fire Darth Vader birds at them. Are we just playing like an extreme geeky version of Bulls at this point? Yes. Yes, we are. Uh, Bulls and coits. Bulls and coits. (laughs) Wow, now I feel old. (laughs) Yes. Oh, why is my generation lapping this stuff up? I have no idea. Uh, All right, and moving on. Which do you prefer? A good film, uh, a good film with food, or a bad film with drinking? Now here's the thing. The interesting point that I I find myself in on Christmas. Yeah, we also want everyone in the audience to think hard about this because there is a prize question coming up to do with this. Yes, uh, this Christmas um, we had a big house party. Uh, well, I say that we have like a big house meal. Everyone comes over, we play Pergolai, which I'll describe later on in the show. It's a fun game to get presents out of. And we watch The Grinch, Jim Carrey's Grinch, while eating food. It's a, it's a very good film, it's very fun, but yeah. we all know it already, so we can talk over it and joke and like essentially mystery science theatre it a bit. Which is cool. However, I did begin to think and compare it to the time that I watched The Woman in Black with my friend Alex, which is a terrible film yes. with atrocious cinematography. And begin to wonder which would be more fun. Taking the mick out of a film, and then you could, oh, that, at Christmas, that transpires into drinking games. Because the year before, the year before, we watched some episodes of My Little Pony Series 4. I mean, at, uh, Generation 4 Series 1, we watched a few of those. And we had a drinking game. Now, now, there's two types of drinking game. There's drinking game for everyone to drink, or there's drinking games for individual rules. And that was fun, because basically you chose two ponies, your most favorite and least favorite. Uh, and then there was two rules to drink for, for each of them. And so you would have to go, like, if you pick rarity, I think it was, like, every time she was a snob and something else. Or the Twilight was every time she gets decked. Which sounds random at first, but then you realize, holy bleep, Twilight gets beaten up in that show. Seriously, she's run over by tractors and pushed into doors. It's... So she's like the MLP version of Kenny. Yeah, she really is. And it was, it was weird to watch. Um, but that got really fun, because, like, then you could laugh when other people had to drink and you didn't. Uh, one of them, oh god, if, okay, any bronies out there? One of the rules was if you pick Pinkie Pie, every time she bounces, she does this to move. It, it was bad. It was like periods of nothing, then periods of glug, 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 glug. Yes. Um, so I, I just, I propose this question because it's an interesting debate point. Yeah. Because it's like the fun and warmth of a, all your friends together and you've got lovely ham and turkey. There we go. That's the, that's the food. Uh, <laughs> Ham and nachos and Mountain Dew jelly, and you, you're watching a great film and you're enjoying that. Or you can be actively participating in Mystery Science Theatre and taking the yes. nick out of one. And you don't need to drink, by the way. I, I, um, I'm not... I struggle to find you're not the messiah, just a very naughty boy. I find, I find it so it's hard to describe myself as detailed anymore, because at that party I tried mulled wine and it was actually delicious. Oh, something I can drink by glob. It'll only be like once a year, but I'm fine with that. That's a cool, that's an occasion. Um, but you can, like, for example, have really sour sweets. Or you can uh, be forced to compliment the work of M. Night Shamlin. Or, uh, 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 okay, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Let's dial it back a bit. Self-enemas. Uh, I, I don't, anything really. Uh, drink something revolting or eat something revolting. You know, There's lots of types of games you can play. Eat a bit you know, of chili powder. Do you know what the? Do you know what one great? Okay, great movies. The first Star Wars trilogy. There is, however, the Star Wars innuendo game. <laughs> uh, is it full of innuendo? I've still not. Star seen Wars it. is full of innuendo. Now, I mentioned one of them last week. 
mm-hmm. right? Which was the whole thing from Return of the Jedi. You know, uh, the Emperor saying, strange that I have not. The comment before <laughs> then is is the important bit, right? Yeah. You know, um, Darth Vader to his, to his master telling them that Luke Skywalker is heading towards the planet of Endor. Sorry, the moon of Endor. Um, that whole bit. If you, I'm not going to describe it again because we did it last week. Download the show when it's up. Uh, you'll hear it yourself. Oh, we're making you work for these references. Yes, there isn't. There are there are lords. C3PO to R2. Uh, you know, I think it's in Empire Strikes Back when R2 is fixing C3PO, and then he goes off to do to sort out the hyperdrive, and all you can hear in the background is C3PO going, "R2, come over here and finish me off." Um, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, c- I can see that being a fun it, game. It's basically. It's Disney level innuendo, mm-hmm. you know, and Disney is scary, scary, <laughs> scary for innuendo. Disney movies are full of it. That, that's pretty cool. I, even, especially when they put it to music. <laughs> I, oh, this could be. Oh, you man. listen to that song Under the Sea again, but you pay attention to the lyrics. You will laugh. Down here is wetter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian, no. <laughs> Why crabs? Oh, wait. No! You see what I mean? <laughs> Don't murder my child, my, my sister's childhood. It's... Oh, <laughs> uh, cats out of the big rainbow-colored bag. So... Anyway, oh, yes. So what would, what would you personally prefer? Would you prefer to watch a, a film that you all, with a group of friends that you all know and love and you get to eat ham turkey with? Or would you prefer to have a fun game to... Uh, well, I'm teetotal. Uh, I don't drink. Um, and not because it's religious. I just don't drink because I've never needed to. Yeah. yeah, I don't need to drink to have a good time. I, I never got into it. I only had that mulled wine because it was something on offer, yeah. and it, it tasted good. Yeah, according to reli- for religious reasons, other reasons I'm not supposed to drink. But for me, it's more of a look. It costs so much money, and really, I don't need it. Oh yeah, the, the idea that in this country people get smashed at home before going for a night out so they can save money—it's like, do you even want to? Go out and have fun. Yes. Clearly, and you're not wanting to go there. I just want to... Okay, the equivalent of that is like if you sat on a washing machine and got pushed around a room while shaking a lot yeah. before going to Alton Towers to save yourself buying the ride. It's like, yes. this is not the point of going out. Yes. And I just want to point out one small thing, right? Given the given what we were previously talking about, Jacob, it's probably not a good idea to mention milk shots. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Jacob. Thank you for that. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, prize question. I think we should move on to prize question. <laughs> yes. The, these prizes, basically, we've decided to, once again, we, we have basically, over the weekend, correlated what prizes we have. And ooh, we have built up a lot of stuff in the nooks and crannies of, of the officers, and we need to get rid of them. So, Well... We have some good stuff. We've got. Uh, we have some good stuff that we've, we've just got a lot of Genki away. gear. Genki gear gave us a sack load of their old T-shirts, and yes. so some of these aren't things you can even buy from them anymore. Yes, I know. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that they're, they're bad or anything or broken. It's that these are designs that they stopped doing in yes. several cases, or just odd colors or sizes. And so we have a whole whole sack full of and some good ones too. Uh, before I wean you off, we have a whole sack full of things, and so. We are going to do some giveaways over the course of the show. We're going to announce questions, and then the questions can go on our website. And you will be able to give us some very open-ended answers. This is like what we did last year with our 12, days of, 12 Gifts of Geekmas competition. Yes. Basically, uh, for example, this section, 
which will be the, the, the starting, the benchmark for other things. What would the, the question to win a thing? And we'll have we're, not go, we're not going to tell you what you've won yet. Yes, that's the thing. Believe me, there's some good stuff in here. Oh, lordy. But we're not going to tell you just yet. Yes. You're going to learn over the course of the program and when the post goes on the site itself. Yes, um, because this competition is going to run. Yes. Um, we're, not, uh, we're also not going to announce the winners yet. We are going to announce the winners when we come back in the new year, new year, which means yes. and which and basically we're just giving you something to do while you miss us while we're away. Yes, I know that you know a lot of people. We have a bit of quiet and traffic this evening. Well, it still is, some people talking to yes. us. but I mean, people are still pe- there. Are people still who are out shopping and listening to us on their phones, um, and who? Oh yeah, you know is. they can't really comment or tweet or send us uh, send us messages or anything like that. And so we're trying to be fair to everyone. Yeah, with the way we're doing this, exactly, right and now. it's why we've been starting doing. Like, it also gives people. Site. It also gives people a good, a, a time to have a good think. Yes, and so the thing to think about for this question, which I'm totally not forgetting to do because I've rambled so much. Yes, is what is the best film to have a drinking game to, in your opinion? And then tell us why. You know, be a bit descriptive. You can't just yes. go Casino Royale. We have to go. You know, tell us why. What exactly do... What would your rules be? What would you drink to? Or what kind of game would you play with a film? It doesn't have to be a drinking game. Yes. Any kind of game at all. Like the innuendo game or the yes. drinking game. On What is your favourite film come up, to play with? Yeah. Come up with a game to play with a particular movie and explain how it works. Yeah. That's ben- what we want. Our benchmarks here are drink every time the cinematography in Woman in Black is noticeably bad. Drink every time there's innuendo in Star Wars or a Disney movie. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, what a whole Silent new world, Hill? indeed. Watch, <laughs> watch Silent Hill 2 and drink every time you feel betrayed. Oh, Harry, that's just you. Um, the film no, 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 was no, no, atrocious, this, okay? By the way, this also extend, we can also extend this to certain actors. Oh, yes, of course. Could right? Be. Oh, every time Sean Bean dies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, not in Silent Hill 2. Betrayed. Yes. But every, mo- uh, every movie that is released in a year... That Sean Bean dies in. <laughs> there's, oh, 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 you can do that while there's a YouTube. Someone on YouTube has created, like, a montage of a sad music of all of Sean Bean's No, deaths. no, no. It would have been brilliant if they did that <laughs> it's montage. Like seven minutes long. If they did that montage to the Bee Gees staying alive, that would have been brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Sean Bean, no. Oh, uh, just a reminder, our, our charity drive to save Sean Bean is still going on. You could give just 5p a month would give Sean Bean a web series episode where he doesn't get shunt his head lopped off. Uh, just Doesn't get shot, poisoned, stabbed, blown up, <laughs> run over. Pushed out of a building, electrocuted, just left to die. Shot full of arrows. Uh, <laughs> Trapped in the netherworld. Drowned. <laughs> all, the, all these and more are the ways that Sean Bean has died. We need to compilate this. He'll be like women in refrigerators if we just find a whole list. <laughs> Of the way Sean Bean has died. Oh, and then we can make a song about it. And that would be like the Geek Show Charity single. Yes. Okay, we need to... T- t- patent pending, patent pending. Yes. We-, we need to do this. Right. Anyway, so the question is, uh, think of a game... Th- uh, have a think of a movie, think of a game to go with that movie and explain the rules. Yeah. You know? Very basic. We want it to be very, very simple and straightforward. So maybe no more than two or three rules related to it. Yeah. Okay. Or at least something to give us an idea of it. Yes. You know, I don't need to give you all the one in black rules, but you can get the point that whenever it's naff, you yes. take a drink. And right. And, you know, and the most awesome one will be picked to win a fabulous prize. Yes. In the new year. Right. We are going to take a break. 
Hello, this is CL Phantom Hive, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Get a life. And we are back now in the game section. Yeah. And we actually have some gaming news. Very occasionally this happens, and we don't want to leave it out. Yes. So there's some important things actually happening. Number one, you may have heard this week uh, that Ubisoft has bought THQ. Yes, they uh, have. As we, may, well, as we reported earlier. They, uh, they are talking to them. Yeah, they are talking about it. Basically, we reported earlier on that THQ filed for bankruptcy uh, because... I, I, the, the best they way, they are officially bankrupt now. Yeah, the best way I would describe how this prob- how this kind of happened is that THQ, they are trying to be a AAA company, but they are the leading masters in or in adequacy. Yes, their games have been adequate. Yeah, that is that is the problem I find. And they've made some amazing titles. They made some fun ones and some Couch Bros titles and some games that are quite fun. But none of them have been groundbreaking for the genre. Yeah. So there's the problem. They've been, they've been good. They're consistently decent. Well, I mean... Uh, which is what Ubisoft is good at. Yes. The, the, pro- the thing is, earlier this week, THQ officially filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. Right. Um, since then, several potential buyers have come forward. But the front runner at the moment is Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, or Ubisoft, however you want to pronounce it. I say Ubisoft. Yeah. But for those who are confused for just a moment to try and get it... EA is the sports games and Dragon Age. Ubisoft is Assassin's Creed. Yes. Um, anyway, Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft is the front runner, but they are delaying. Ta- they are playing the delaying tactics right now, and there's a reason why they haven't gone in and outright bought up THQ yeah. because they want THQ to offload a few assets, which then makes the company cheaper to buy. Yeah. Right. Um, those assets include THQ Studios, mm-hmm. um, which and those that was uh, you know the studios were bought by Clear Lake Capital Group last Wednesday for sixty million dollars. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you know it's it's uh, they are going to continue development on certain games though. Yeah. Uh, games that they have announced are still going to be finished. Mm-hmm. So Company of Heroes 2 is still coming out. Okay. And the one that I've been waiting for, Metro Last Light, is still coming out. Ah, yes, of course. I would have been disappointed if that one wasn't going to be mm-hmm. made. Because that's the thing. It, it, it'll be interesting where THQ goes after this. Because THQ, I, th- I think the, uh, the reason the adequacy is, cause as the bankruptcy shows, they've been struggling. Yes. They've been struggling to make everything work. And I think with a proper financial backing, they may be able to make it work better. Yeah. Uh, second piece of news is the ultimate D&D game. Yes. Now, this oh, has God. been organized. Uh, the Detroit Science Fiction and Fantasy Convention is au- auctioning this off on eBay. It's the chance to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons with eight prolific sci-fi authors. Doo-doo-doo. Right. Um, the opportunity... It, the there's going to be two dungeon masters, Mike Cole and Saladin Ahmed, who are both very, 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 very good authors. And you will take your place amongst Pat Rothfuss, Peter V. Brett, Diana Rowland, Jim C. Hines, Mary Robinette Cole, and Sam Sykes as one of uh, as one of the people in the adventure. Mm-hmm. You'll be sitting and playing with them. This whole thing is going to take place uh, on the 19th of January at the Convention Center in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be filmed and edited for release on YouTube. All the proceeds from the sale of this play, of this spot are, are going to, uh, you know, are going to go to World Builders, which is a charity founded by Pat Rothfuss 
in support of the Hefferent, of Hefferent National, which aims to fight world hunger and poverty through sustainable aid. Hmm. So it's all, go, all the proceeds are going to a good cause, but it's the chance to sit there and yeah. play D&D with big-name sci-fi authors. This is really a two-punch a two story, because on the one hand, holy glob, there is going to be, in just a few months, this time uh, on YouTube... This mass a D and D game with two amazing prolific authors and a load of really, ah, oh, well known iconic players. But not only that, but someone's going to get to play with them if they have a lot of money on eBay, yes. which is pretty awesome. Yes, That's, this is this is this is great. This is the, it's, oh, it's the kind of thing that well, all of the, play let's put it this way: all of these authors who are playing D and D, there's eight of them in total. Who, who the winner, winning bidder will play with? Mm-hmm. Um, they have all. They are all prize-winning authors, mm. right? Um, they should totally bring their prizes and have like an extra large dungeon map, and they just use them as tokens for themselves. Oh no! Because have you seen some of those? Have you seen like the Hugo or the Nebula Award? <laughs> no. they, they, it's, like, it's like it's like this giant thing. You basically <laughs> there. That's, that's There's what, mine. Uh, the Oscars more ha- No, they will have an award off. <laughs> <laughs> Mine oh. is bigger. Mine's made of solid gold. Mine's made of platinum. Mine's made of unobtainium. <laughs> oh, not unobtainium. Mine made of rareitanium. Oh, it reminds me of that fairly odd parents. Mine was forged in the heart of a star. <laughs> Mine was forged in Mount Doom. Oh, okay. No, that's fantasy. You want to be over over on the other side of the convention center. Oops, sorry, wrong thing. We're going over there to say Star Trek is a strange twist. Yeah, and then someone like Larry Niven turns up with like a sack full of awards and say, I've got more than you. And Neil Gaiman just turns up with a, or Gaiman, I, can't, I never know which it is, turns up with a solid gold TARDIS is like, can I play? Yeah, a solid gold TARDIS. That'll be the best day. No, they'll say, no, Neil, you have to be the Dark Lord. You have to be the bad guy. Why? Because you're British. <laughs> yes. Oh, have you, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch's villain roles. I'm looking Calm. For we talked but, about that but, already. But, but we talked okay. about Star Trek okay. already. Okay. Calm. Okay. Have, yes. you, you should seriously have some of those brownies before I eat them all. Clearly, I've had too much sugar as it is. Yeah. Well, let's just put the lid on that. That won't <laughs> stop me. Let's put them over here. You can try, but there will be breaks where I can leap this table. Yes. Anyway. Um, Sorry, games. Yes. What games will you, and this is for you guys in the, uh, in the radio land as well. Um, welcome back if you just come in from Christmas shopping, by the way. Mm-hmm. Glad you didn't get crushed by the crowds. What games will you be playing with family and friends over Christmas? And for me and Harry, there is one winner. It is Scrabble. Yes. I, I don't know why this is... What do you think about Scrabble? When you think about it in terms of what it is and you try to describe it to someone, it's a game where you show off your vocabulary and ability to make words out of letters. Yes. And it's like, why is this such a great game to play? Okay, look, Words with Friends is this huge, hugely popular game now, mm. but it's basically Scrabble. It's mm. just a copy of Scrabble, mm-hmm. right? Pictionary is just draw something. Think no, Pictionary it. is a great party game. Oh, Pictionary is fantastic. Yeah, but the problem is, not so. Not many people get how to play the game. Yeah, you know, it's really weird. You're like, look, you just draw. Yeah. The thing, the word that you see on the card. You're like, 
so can I act it out? No, you draw it. Although char- charades is fun too. Yeah, sure. Char- uh, but this, these are the questions. Last time I tried playing Pictionary, mm-hmm. these were, uh, honestly, these were the questions I was being asked about how to play it. They just didn't get that you draw it on the board? Yeah, you just draw it. But, but that's not You hard. take a pen you and you draw it. Right. So can I, okay, are you allowed to ask me questions? No. <laughs> oh, if we had a visual element to this, we could totally do a, a, a Pictionary competition. Webcam is coming soon, don't worry. Oh, uh, yes. Anyway, right. Spoilers! For me, it's Scrabble as well, but it's, my, uh, it's the annual Brothers Challenge, which I currently... <laughs> uh, I've held the title of the best Scrabble player in my household for the past like five or six years. Um, oh, both my brothers are older than me, and they have not yet managed to beat me. They managed, they managed to beat each other several times. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, I lost the title last year. Oh. oh, yeah, my brother in London, who has been playing Scrabble solidly for the year, he 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 put Scrabble on his on his uh, on his phone, and he played it solidly on his phone for a year just so he could beat me. So is this Christmas a, is time. this a grudge match? It's a revenge match coming up. Nope. No? Nope. I see the thing is, uh right. But we could do Mal it all wrestling pro- style. Mal Mal will probably explain this better, right? Um on Mal, I'm currently the uh, top reviewer on Mal. Even though I haven't written any review uh, regular reviews for the past year, mm-hmm. right? My reviews on for Mal have been sparse because I've been busy with other stuff and with other uh, with writing for other people. Up until about uh, a few months ago, the top reviewer was a person called Tenominator, who's a friend of mine, and she's, uh, you know, she's uh, from Europe, and she deleted all her reviews, pushing me to be the top reviewer. Now, I was happy to be in second place, mm-hmm. because second place is a nice place. Second place is close to the top, but not so close that people start pestering you. Yeah, it's like Mario Kart Wii. Yeah. Right? And... I am now top, and I get my e- inbox gets flooded with emails about people asking me how to do this and this and this. And like, oh yeah, asking you for advice and how to become great reviewer like you. Write yeah. them, just write and write and write and write, and eventually you'll get it. Yes, um, it's literally what there is to these things. You can get tips from people, but honestly, just make stuff. Yes, I am fine not being the Scrabble champion in the house because it means that I'm no longer the target. Ah, uh, but. There is nothing worse than having your brothers aiming their sights on you over a board game. <laughs> well, in, in our house, it's very different because in our house, we know who the most... I was about to say the most literate, but that sounds really <laughs> offensive. Who the most widely vocabularied, yes, people are. And <laughs> at, at the top is my dad. He can win who the Who the most well-read people are. There we go. Uh, and at the top is my dad, who is a massive bibliophile. He loves books. He reads everything. He meets, speaks multiple languages, and he's, he's crazy good. Yes. So we, we can't beat him. That's fine. He's like the grand high leader of this whole thing. Me and my mama can be kind of on a level playing field. Uh, it depends on the day and depends on the, how the, the, the deal of the hands. Yes. Uh, but basically, um, we're kind of on a par. The only one who plays with us regularly is my brother John, who just kind of guesses at words and asks if that's true, uh, which gets annoying. Although at one point he did manage to, he kept, he tried to use this V over and over and get to triple word score with a four-letter word that had a V in it. He went, is that a word? No. Is that a word? No. Bore? No. Draw? Well, not bore, sorry, that is a word. Like, error? No, John. Jar? No, no, that's not a word either, John. Vor! And I was like, oh, actually, that is. Wait, no, no, it isn't. Don't ask me what it is. 
And then my mum kind of tried to pester me. I said, just, just believe me, okay? Just, just don't go to the internet and look at what that is. You'll be ashamed of me for knowing. Because that was an embarrassing moment. And the lack of change in Rob's facial features means that he probably doesn't actually know. Don't Google this, kids. Let's keep this Christmas PG, okay? But yes, Christmas in uh, Scrabble in my household is like a competition between me and my mum and a weird... It's, it's like the, the, the guy that annoys Foghorn Leghorn. It's like the chicken Foghorn Leghorn. That's like, well, I can totally beat you. And Foghorn Leghorn's like, why? I, I, I don't want to. I'm not in a competition. Yeah. What are you doing? And that's my brother. That's my brother. He's coming up and saying, with randomness, I'll win. And he can vaguely form words. I was about to say sentences. No, he, he can form sentences fine. He's, he's like, it's the words he has a problem with. <laughs> yes. I, on the other hand, can speak words perfectly fine, but I'm finding the sentences rather difficult. <laughs> yes, especially today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, I've, I'm tired. You know yes. what I've been working on for Series 6. Yes, oh, we know. So right. Um, we are going to have another prize question now before we take a break. Oh. It is. Uh, right. You know the, na- the word Richard, right? Yes. The name Richard. There's a short form of Richard, which I'm not going to say on the radio, but it begins with a D. You know, it's the reason why they're called Richard Nixon. Oh, no. You are right. Yes, yes you correction. Are right. Ah, correction. Yeah. Yes, he is right. Sorry, guys. There was just a brief thing there. A minor technical difficulty in, in, in Rob's yes, reading. Yes, he is. So he who's is right. the most well-read now? Eh? 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 Okay, first, we have our little competition in the game section here. Uh, so, what, uh, th- what is the most unusual or, like, unexpected Christmas game that you've played? Uh, there's a few ones that I've been in which make no sense, that are weird. And uh, one of them I'll talk about in the last section, which is Pergoli, but it, it's, a, it's a good one. Uh, but things that are unexpected, like round table, uh, uh, let's see, rotating Dark Souls is a weird one. You make a character who yeah. only uses a shield and play Dark Souls. It is hard. It is, oh god, awful hard punching people to death. But the also difficult part is that there was two people, uh, Ian, my friends Ian and Cinder, who are incredibly good at Dark Souls. And the way you become good at Dark Souls is to die so many times you know where all the enemies are and how to react to them. Yeah. Uh, me and our friend Lowney are not good at Dark Souls. And so we just die, 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 and rotate to the controllers. And we had, like, different rules of drinking for how you died and failed. Like, fall off a ledge is obviously worse than being killed by a dragon that no one knew was there. Because that's how Dark Souls works. Uh, But that was an unusual one. I think an unexpected one was uh, drinking Jenga, which is really good. Mm. There's there's rules written on the other side of Jenga pieces. And the one that makes it amazing is create your own rule. Yeah. That one led to some ridiculousness. Um, sorry, uh, but yeah. Also, the ultimate way to spice Jenga up properly is to have the have the makeup a rule and say, if you take a middle block, because then people have to go for the sides that no one ever goes for, and you get a much bigger tower, and you discover just how high Jenga can go. It, it was it was really cool. But yes. Sorry. Uh, the question for this section will be: What is your most un- unusual, the oddest, game? weirdest, the or weirdest most unusual the- party game? Christmas party, party game. game. Yes. Yes. The most unusual partying or Christmas game that you've discovered or, or, or had to take part in. Yeah. Or we'll add also the most embarrassing. The most embarrassing. Anything, homebrew things, existing yeah. things, whatever. Or just Office party games. You know, you name it. If suddenly your mum whips out Glee Trivial Pursuit. What happens? Tell us your stories. Yes, exactly. The the best 
will win the prize. Yeah. The funniest. The best worst. Yeah, the, 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 be- the best or the most unusual or the weirdest mm. uh, uh, or the most embarrassing or, his, or, yeah. or just the funniest. Whatever makes us smile the most. Uh, you know, it, it could it could be an occasion where you play where you've come up with the game, and it proceeds to make everybody look like uh, you know hammers and spanners and various things like that. You know, just generally a box full of tools. Yeah, like drinking um, charades. <laughs> I can imagine that one being very confusing. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> we shall leave it there. Yeah, it doesn't have to be drinking. a drinking game, oh. Jacob. Don't worry about that. It is just the most embarrassing party game, or the weirdest party game, mm-hmm. the you know, or the funniest party game that you've ever been party yeah. to, or that you've ever witnessed. You know, it could be an existing game with custom rules, like the yes. Dark Souls thing, for example. If it was just like I don't know, the Wii Fit or Wii Bowling, but you did something different about it because it was a party game. Well, it could just be why. Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings charades. Oh, that'd be cool. You know, that, that would, that They're would be cool. taking the hobbits to Isengard. Yes. <laughs> how do you... Well, Gollum. How do you do Gollum as a charade if you're not... Um, I, I believe I can do it in one motion, which people then have to guess. Go on, then. No, because now you, the, we live in Middlesbrough. That is not, uh, that is not odd here in Middlesbrough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did the, that, that I did pose, the whole Andy Circus, Andy Circus, Andy Circus. Out. my precious hands. Yeah, but here in Middlesbrough, that's not weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, mate, can point. you give us 20p? Can <laughs> roll just, me a cigarette? Just so you know, if all the tramps in your city are in a homeless shelter and you know that a, a, a clean-shaven man wearing top shop clothes is clearly a phobo, yeah. uh, another clue is if begging has a recommended retail price. Yes. Could you give us specifically 50p? Yes. It's any change. It's any change. That's what you say. Yes. Anyway, we are going to take a break there. Hello. I'm Professor Elemental, and whenever I'm not riding a badger around my grounds or hitting my monkey butler with a stick, I'm listening to The Geek Show, and my God, I love it. Uh, This is The Geek Show's second interview with Professor Elemental. Good morning, sir. Hello, sir. How are you? Oh, good, good. Enjoying the festivities and coldness of Christmas. Have you got your Christmas goose in yet? (laughs) Not yet. That should come in a few days' time. There's still a few days left. That's true. Uh, And we're here to talk about your new album, The Father of Invention, which has just come out. And it it sounds splendid. I've been listening to it uh, on Bandcamp, and I've downloaded it now. It's it's fantastic. 20 tracks as well, which is huge. I know that it's kind of... It's slightly deceptive, because it is 20 tracks, but some of them are ever so short. And, like, I'm always wary when... uh, Particularly because I had a short first album. Those artists that go, I'm successful now, I'm going to release a triple album for my next release, and it's really boring. So although there's a load of tracks, we kept it quite kind of short and tight at the same time. <laughs> oh, true. Well, the, two years ago, the Indifference Engine came out, and that one was ten tracks long. I think there's about three or four interlude pieces on this album, which I, which I find interesting to have interludes on an album uh, piece. What made you want to include something like that, which is normally for shows and things? Oh, it was, it, yeah, it was a very conscious decision, actually, because although my voice is lovely and no one can really get enough of it, uh, it could be a bit wearing, particularly because there's so many songs where I'm really excited. And just an album of me just going, I am excited, have a cup of tea, I'm excited, look at my horse. I think my, you need something to break that up sometimes. So we purposefully made sure we had some of Tom's lovely instrumentals, things that were really nice bits of music that didn't quite fit with the rapping. And, and then we, then after that, we went ahead and did some slightly darker, weirder tunes as well, just to um, 
balance out all the songs about horses <laughs> monkeys <laughs> to give people a nice break from all the animals <laughs> yeah it's good you know we, we, we want a bit of everything from them don't you? you want a little bit of a journey and we did try and we did try and create that oh yeah it's a it's an interesting journey as well there seems to be a, a mostly consistent narrative of starting out as a house party at a elemental manor with the you're invited song which is a fantastic way to start the day i recommend to people oh, uh, and then it goes through to Things within the house, Jeffrey, and uh, the leaving of the party at the end. Uh, was that a conscious decision for the beginning as well to make it like that? Yeah, it was actually. I once, I, I, I've always been a big fan of kind of the storytelling element of rap and the, and the concept and conceptual albums. But nine times out of ten, if you try and do a concept album, they get a bit baggy and saggy and messy. So it's something just to bookend it was really nice. And I like the idea, like the, if there's any kind of theme to this album or anything that's taught me over the last year of being the professor sort of full time, is the whole kind of inclusive aspect to it. Like if I do a video, I invite everybody to the video. You know, I'm doing an album, I wanted like. Get many people like involved in it as possible and kind of you know that is the essence of steampunk as far as I understand and hip hop to a, a certain degree that everybody is involved on an equal level so that's the kind of thing I wanted to communicate with the album just to kind of do a big we're all going to have a big party together and that's what I try and do with the live shows as well Try I'm I'm very disappointed if I do a live show and I don't involve at least half of the audience up on the stage at some point conducting some nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I got that impression from talking to some people. I, I think it was someone from uh, the Toy Soldiers who I spoke to at MCM, and they were saying that they were in Brighton for the video, the shoot of your latest video, uh, I'm British, and that it was a really involved, massive piece of fun because you just kind of hung about like it was a village fate. Yes, exactly. I, I, that was one of, the, one of the best days of my life, God damn it. But just to, to, to decide that we're going to organise a village fate and the beauty of, you know, much as I moan about and things like Facebook and so on, being able to just put the word out. And because every single steampunk in the country is universally absolutely lovely, you could be fairly safe in inviting just like whoever is interested. And because they're steampunks, they're bound to be quite nice people. So we did just create this lovely little village fate with stores and cups of tea. My mum did tea and cakes and stuff for everybody and there were kids running around and I had Jeffrey was there and you know in all his apish glory and I got to ride a little steampunk uh, bike as you can see on the video through a crowd of people which is probably the happiest I've ever been oh beautiful so that was all shot within one day then at that yeah yeah, it was, yeah just one one lovely day and I think we were all quite relaxed and you know mucking about and then poor Moog the director was definitely trying to bash us into shape and make sure that I actually did mouth some of the words for the song rather than just eating loads of cake <laughs> fantastic uh what could people um expect to look forward to from a live gig with professor elemental <laughs> um i'm gonna do uh, I, every gig that i've done like i've had a, a year of just doing relentless endless sort of wonderful gigs um, with really eclectic bunch of people and i really try and make sure that every gig is at least a bit different like there's something in it, like a new bit of audience participation or a song I haven't tried or a free way of freestyling or just something to keep the audience and me interested as well. Um, but yeah, it's quite sort of frenetic and involving. You know, I like to get people up on stage, um, sometimes at a level beyond that which they're comfortable with. And in, if you're doing shows in Britain, that's any level at all, basically, is uncomfortable for audience participation. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to do it in a way that makes people feel like, you know, embarrassed. I want them to have a bit of the taste of like, oh, this is what it feels like to kind of get the applause and command the audience and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just very, very silly, basically. Silly party fun that everybody can enjoy. <laughs> 
it's been fantastic talking to you, sir, and uh, best of luck with the new album, which people can get from iTunes, I believe, and Bandcamp, and uh, your own website. Uh, yeah, come to ProfessorElemental.com, because there's loads of free stuff on there as well, but you can also get it from all the iTunes and stuff. And the video for I'm British, uh, you can see on the YouTubes. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, f- lo- lovely seeing you again, sir. Thank you very lovely much. Lovely sharing virtual tea with you. Thank you so much, Keisha. You are gorgeous. Hi, and welcome back. This is 104.5 CVFM. You're with The Geek Show, and it's our Christmas special. If you're wondering why I'm sounding a little distant at the moment, (laughs) it's because you just got me in that photo, didn't you? Uh, No, no, no. No, this is fine, it's fine. I just need to rearrange the Hats and Yamika prizes. Yes, we do have a picture of the prizes coming up soon. We spent... That whole time arranging stuff. We we kind of realised that um, the best way to do this because there's because we just found a lot of stuff that we wanted to give away, uh, be, which is unthemed, which we can't have themes for because they're all like little things. And there's like, well, other than just we can't do. Here is a giant wad of Genki Gear T-shirts to beat up your friends with. Yes, we we can't do a prize giveaway like that because like, it would be a whole wardrobe. Uh, so we thought we'd spread it out. And then have a nice big photo, and then people will know that they'll get bits of it. Uh, so it's kind of taken over the studio now, and I can't actually see Rob behind the tinsel and the Dragon Ball Z necklace. Yes. Uh, hi, hi, Rob's eye. Hello, Harry's. Uh, nice. Hello, Harry's left ear. Woo-hoo. Hang on, there. It's, it's my famous <laughs> hair. It's, so, fra- it's framed by your so, hair. So you can know that I'm here. Just so everyone knows, Harry has seen a prize here. That he really, really wants, but uh, he can't have. Oh, God, there's, the, the, there's, there's a Genki Gear not T-shirt. Did you guys know that they did, that they did non-T-shirts? And yes. I really like the postcards we have this, and the bugs. We have a Genki, huge Genki Gear hoodie with a red-headed character on there. Mm, yeah, there's, yes. there's a massive Genki Gear hoodie with a lovely yes. red-headed character. Um, and there's this, this, this really skinny little jacket. And it's got a zip up front, and it, it, it suits has a me. cow being kidnapped by a flying saucer on it's, the back. It's the kind of thing that suits me, and I want to wear it. But you can't have it. I know I can't have it. Why? And they don't make them anymore. Yes, I know. And I want it. These are rarities. There is also a tropical uh, tropical island full of monsters. Genki gear monsters. Can I ask them about it? You can ask them. Maybe they'll have some. <laughs> They may not. We don't know. Right. Uh, but, oh, we... There's also uh, a limited print run where basically we were testing out with printers for, spoilers, possible yes. merchandising. So there are actual Geek Show t-shirts in here. Yes. Oh, my God. Of which there are only, because it was a limited preview print run, three in existence. One yes. of which we gave away at Ketacon 2012. Yes. There is also one more thing. Um, let me just find the, uh, where is it? We've got nearly everything in this. Yeah, there is also a prize. It's a T-shirt with a, a blue mini on there, right? It's it's done by an artist who is a friend of mine. Uh, it's not. It's done by an artist from Northeast Urban Art. Um, it's Stateland. Yep, Northeast Urban Art is uh, an organisation here in Middlesbrough and Stockton, and they're doing a lot of stuff. Uh, with urban artists now it's it's a really nice t-shirt i actually want this t-shirt it's very cool you know we got it given to us at uh one of the net, one of the local networking events so yeah because we're like super cool like that yes we are super cool like that we go to networking events we actually network 
Oh, more than you'd think. You'd be surprised how, and this is a genuine one, naming no names, how some people who sell food at one convention actually are on the committee for running another one. Yes. Yeah. Well, also, you know, we obviously met Tucky at NEMA. And it's just grown into a friendship from there, and now he runs SonyCon, and it's 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 beautiful. So, yes, yeah, networking is anyway, a good thing. Partly yeah. because this is the thing about nerds, and it's, it's a thing that I talked about with Professor Elemental in his interview. Yes, we can get back to the point in a moment. Uh, is that uh, geeks are, are people have crossovers with their with their loves, and so everyone networking basically means that you meet someone who does a thing that you love and you don't even know that people do but yes. you're linked by Warcraft or Steampunk or Miku or Bad Karaoke I don't know whatever your thing is but then you discover they're like a puppeteer or a comic artist or um, um, yes okay okay. or they work on a radio program the, po- the point is a community is a major thing yes and so yes here's a t-shirt for the community yes I managed to make that look professional Anyway, we are in the animation and graphic literature section. And you wouldn't we, think, would you? Yeah, you wouldn't think. Um, we actually had an idea, and this is going to form part of the competition as well. There are several prizes available in this section. Of which I have just tweeted a photo. Yes. Um, there are several prizes available in this section, and we want the funniest or the most, uh, or the one that... Nobody would think of, but happens everywhere, right? Think about anime, mm-hmm. specifically anime. Main between us, we have watched a lot of anime. Yeah, a lot, a lot. A lot um, well, I'm like uh, coming on eleven hundred finished titles now. Yeah, well, uh, you're, you're our resident anime critic. You're the top one on Mal, and you've seen a lot of anime for reviewing purposes. Yes. I got through university, making friends with the with the Anicom Society. I made bonds through anime. Some of it good, some of it atrocious. And, and some of it just plain weird. Some of it just plain weird. And so we've decided that... Which may give you a hint as to the next song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Foreshadow. So yes, we've decided, to put, we've decided that within all the talk of drinking games, we, in, in the geek show, in the geek community of the geek show, are the perfect people to make the ultimate anime drinking game list. Yes. And not just like... Things that apply to one anime, like things that apply across the board, which anime abuses or is super guilty of. Let me put it this way. Um, me and a friend of mine a few years ago came up with, a, came up with one that only relates to anime intros. Right? Ooh, that's interesting. And here it was. Anytime they're in an anime intro when there are birds flying, people running, people staring heroically off, in, off into the distance at nothing, a sunset, holding hands... Hands reaching out for something, cherry blossoms. Um, I've said birds flying, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Um, and wow, there was one more. Uh, is it? Oh yeah, is it fast sweeping camera shots that spiral for no reason? Yes, that was the other one. Ha! I guessed it. Yes, fast sweeping <laughs> camera shots that say, spiral cause... for no reason. And yeah, basically, any time there is any of those in an anime intro, you take a drink. Because that's like this. This. this because this... by the end of one intro. Mm-hmm. You will be wasted. Yeah. And so the idea of the ultimate anime drinking game instead, and you can use some of those rules, uh, is that you get drunk slowly or quickly, depending on how bad yes. the anime is, over the course of it. So you can enjoy it and laugh at it as it goes. Now, we do kind of have to stress that there's going to be a lot of crossovers in certain parts oh God, yes. of anime. Oh, yeah. Right. For example, 
any time a show contains a tiny female character who is also a tsund- tsunda, right? A tsunda lolly. If there's a show that contains one, that you drink a drink. Uh, just describe Sunday for people who don't know. Basically, a, a short female character with a bad temper who who basically secretly likes the lead character but always you know beats him up sma- uh, punches him in the face uh, loses her temper with him that sort of thing yep. some examples are the purple haired lady from Tenju Tenje uh, uh, in- actually better examples than that would mm-hmm. be Shana from Shakugan no Shana Louise from uh, uh, you know uh, Zero and Tsukaima uh-huh. um those sorts of characters. Think Kugami Aria. Any any short female character played by her, aside from Kagura from <laughs> Gintama, because Kagura is not a tsunde. We aren't sure what Kagura falls into, uh, what category she falls into, but all we know is that we love Kagura. She is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And the accent she puts on is just so folksy. It's it's genius. Oh, yeah. I, w- I was not a fan of her until I found out she plays Kagura. And then I was like, why she should just do Kagura? That's all she should do. No other characters, just Kagura. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. That that was a rule from Rob. A rule from me is every time a high school, every time you, it's just like, oh know, my god, because uh, yeah, because there's this annoying thing. I just feel like there's like there's an office somewhere where people send their anime proposals and they're like, okay, it's about zombies attacking boobs. It's just a load of zombies and a load of blood. This is interesting. But have you considered making it a high school? Oh, I might go away with that one. It's about ninjas. Could they start in a high school? Every t- It's about reaping souls. It's about a giant battle between soul society and the undead armies of vengeful spirits. Could it be also in a high school? Uh, here's the thing, right? There's a show called Kokaku no Rijos, or Chrome Shell Rijos, for those of you who prefer the English nomenclature. Thank you. Right. I reviewed that show a few years ago. It's set at the end of the world. The apocalypse has happened. It's a post-apocalyptic landscape. Cities are covered in domes and move around, uh, and are mobile to stay away from all the giant sand creatures that will attack them. Yada, yada, yada. Sounds like a perfect setting for a Mad Max-style show. Hmm. Right? I'm looking forward to it. What's the first thing I find? Another goddamn high school. <laughs> they're, they're Here at the end of the world, and you set it in a high school. What are you thinking? It makes no sense. Okay. Um, Under the sea, there's a high school. In space, there's a high school. There's so many you can describe. Like I said, uh, Naruto is ninjas, but it starts with a high school. And Bleach is soul reaping, but in a, it starts with a high school. And there's, oh, just, oh, there's so many. Which is why we like One Piece, because there's no yes, high school no in high I love it so much, partly because of that. Every show... That is uh, that I would put in my top ten. Not one of them has a high school. Exactly because I, high schools. It's clearly just a selling point. Clearly, it's like another rule which I would put in, which is anatomy that disobeys biology and physics. And I don't mean like running on walls and stuff. I mean like breasticles the size of friggin' basketballs that for some reason act like Furbies. Oh my god! To live I have seen. I, there's a show that's uh, that's just finished called Batum. Right? right. Sounds like the noise when you slap some of these. There is a reason why I'm bringing that up now that you mentioned it, right? Uh, there's several shows finished. Sword Art Online has finally finished. Uh, or, you know, Saw Parts Online, mm. as I call it. 
everyone on Mal has basically exploded with all these reviews of it. And I'm like, I'm doing my usual thing. I'm just waiting until all the Ferrari has died down. Mm-hmm. And then I will write my review of it. And, you know, people will then. I have, here's the thing that people don't, don't really get. Mm-hmm. If you are so desperate to write a review for a show that you, are, you, know, that you write one as soon as it finishes, you haven't had the time to process it properly. Mm-hmm. Right, because yeah. you don't know the final conclusion. You don't know what a show is going to be like until you watch the last episode. Yeah. Right. I always withhold judgment until I've watched the final episode. But then I give myself a little bit of time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And actually compose my thoughts. That's the correct way to do things. But so many people. Uh, one guy uh, on Mal, he has written a four thousand word essay on Soda Online. Right. But all he's really done, he's basically taken everything that he dislikes about the series mm-hmm. and put it in diplomatic terms mm-hmm. right he's basically picked all sorts of flaws with it but he hasn't emphasized any of its good parts and mm-hmm. Sada online did have a lot of good parts mm-hmm. right uh if i had to rate the show right now i would say truthfully for what it is it deserves a seven uh-huh. but that's the same rating i'm giving axel world but that's a seven with provisions also high school Yes, that's a seven with provisos, lots of provisos. Mm-hmm. I'm giving a lot of leeway based on the concept, mm-hmm. right? Because the concept could happen in both of them. But Soda Online is just barely scraping into a seven. Axel World is a solid seven. Mm-hmm. They're both writ- stories written by the same author. Axel World really? is a solid, yeah. Axel World is a solid seven. Soda Online just scrapes into being a seven. Okay. Right. Um, but I will explain more once I finish the reviews of both because I'm doing. I've waited until Batum has finished as well, and I've been going back over Dot Hack because there's a group of these coming because they're all similar themes. Batum is basically all about also Dot Hack. They play. Cool. They play an FP. They play this online FPS uh, team battle like Modern Warfare, and then all of a sudden. Uh, they wake up on this desert island and they have they realize that they're actually involved in a live version of this game with oh. their lives at stake. And there is one scene. Battle there's Royals one style. yeah. There's one girl. Uh, there's one blonde female character. They always uh, blonde female lead characters, right? That's another drinking game right there. And also, whenever a girl fills out the sky and lands on the uh, lead character's face, that's another drinking game. That feels a bit more specific, but okay. It happens a lot in anime. Uh, <laughs> Go for when the female lead is just completely terrible in every way ever, like Bella. Because I'm, I'm looking at one of our prizes, and a Sakura from Naruto mug, and I'm like, Die. You can't live by yourself. The most heroic thing you did in Naruto Act 1 was cut your hair. Literally. Yes. Sorry, sorry. Okay, go on, go on with your thing. Yes, anyway. Uh, Batum has... You know how... You know the notorious boob physics from House, High School of the Dead? Yes. Batum the shiny, has, shiny boobs of living this. Yeah, Batum has a very similar scene. Huh. Grenade thrown at her. Grenade is not live, but bounces back towards the guy who threw it off her... She reflects it with her boobs. Yes. <laughs> safe within the chest barnacles yes right okay so we've established these are the kind of things that we are looking for i think whenever boobs at this point is a thing well no because some shows don't really rely on it but in general high schools sunday lollies you know lead lead, lead male characters who are completely worthless mm-hmm. Oh, when everyone suddenly doesn't have the logic of a real world human when it's like Okay, I love Persona 4, I really do, but it's very anime, and there is a point in it where you find a stalker who is definitely not a killer, who is just trying to have some photos of a local idol. 
And you catch him, and you're like, well, we found the killer! Literally everyone was like, we totally found the killer, because he's totally a killer, because he was after this girl, and he, he's a killer, definitely he's a killer, even though there's no evidence of him being a killer. And I was like, no, he's a, he's a stalking pervert. Why is no one, why is no one figuring this out? Why are you all suddenly stupid? No, it's okay, we can finish now, the game is over. Bye, 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 bye. Another murder. It's like, yes. no, why, why are you all dumb? Why are you dumb now? It's, ah! Yes. Anyway, we're going to take a very quick break because we are coming towards the end of the show very soon. We do have one last little bit to cover. But, yes, yes send us your... Your anime drinking game rule. Yes. Um, for all of the questions, all everything will be posted on... the When this goes online, when this is finished, it will all be there. I'll all the questions will be on there. Be tonight or tomorrow. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Send us your answers to studio at thegeekshow.co.uk. Hi there, I'm Robert Rankin, and you're listening to the, the Geek Show. Oh, yes. Well, which I just find completely pointless. Is it like high schools, it, and, and Shaman King did it as well, where it's, let's start in the high school so that people aren't freaked out by the lack of high school in this anime. And then you've got Serial Experiments Lane, which is in one all the time. Harry, did Harry, you, Harry, I mean, Harry, uh, Harry, Evangelion, we're, we're who back. thought massive religious references of we're, alien fighting we're, in a high school? We're back. Okay. Oh, really? We're, we're on? Yeah. <laughs> yes okay the high school list is long yes that um, song long just for you uh, basically what we want is if you are answer you you can answer all the questions if you want in one email just number them just basically say what the what they're in relation to um it should be pretty obvious because they are very different things um just put you know for the anime bit anime drinking game just put down your suggestions the best suggestions for the anime based drinking game mm-hmm will win mm-hmm. and we will be picking more than one answer so there is a possibility for you to win multiple prizes in that section yes remember we have about we are doing i believe if i would just double check the sheet four questions but we have more than four prizes to give away yes so basically do apply anyway because yes. the runner-up prize is just another prize yes there's no runners up there's just things we there like. are wooden spoon prizes though there, so there is let us warn you the wooden spoons yes there are wooden spoon prizes in one case it is a wooden spoon um <laughs> <laughs> which we will wrap in a ball for you um <laughs> Moving on, collectibles and toys, very quickly, because we are coming to the end of the show, um, and we are going to be playing out with Tim Minchin's Man in... Uh, uh, sorry, I was going to say Man in White, but it's White Wine in the Sun. Tim where did the, where did the fights! Where no. did the Man in White come from? The Man in... I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll be playing out with Tim Minchin, Geek God, with yes. White Wine in the Sun, his Australian Christmas song, which is just because it's lovely and calm and it can give you into the holidays. Yes. Anyway, rate your rapping skills. Uh, I say I'm pretty fresh. I got them beats and they be fly. But uh, you're probably referring to Christmas wrapping paper. Yes. Okay, cool. Otherwise, I would totally win this face off right here. Totally. <laughs> For real, bro. Uh, I'm fine with this. I, I know I cannot rap like uh, like uh, an MC for love or money. I, I but uh, put me in front of a Scrabble board and I'm king. <laughs> oh, there should be a rap about Scrabble where they just kind of probably is. It's probably it. is no. It's probably just letters Q Z. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing that um. Oh God. I, okay. 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 Uh, I think that's how Jay Z got his name. <laughs> it's basically two letters. He grabbed out the Scrabble bag. J Z. Yay. 
Okay, okay, Joseph. Which letters are you able to write with relative ease? Uh, this letter and this letter. Okay, that is now your name. Yes. Oh. But I like Mr. X. <laughs> for, a, for a quick story on that note, basically I was uh, cooking a massive Christmas meal. I'd say I was doing dishes while my friend Alex made a massive Christmas meal. But I was helping. Uh, and we were listening to Christmas radio. It's a fun game to survive a three-hour-long cooking session just to make up lyrics to the odder Christmas songs that come on earth. That was like Pimp My Sleigh was a song. It was R&B Christmas. Yeah. And in the end, we ended up saying, on on Brazil, on Debbie, on Donna, on uh, on Trisha. It yes. was all <laughs> really things. But my favorite one is we ended up, all the rock and roll ones, we just made it like satanic Christmas carols. It was so much fun. We were just like, limbs rotating on an open fire, ritually severing your toes. The satanic cannibals at Mockingbird Square invite you to their Christmas roast. It was so that much was fun. Very, that was rather melodic there, Harry. Oh, well thank done. Thank you. You get a clap for that. Thank you. Golf clap. Most <laughs> answer clap, which is... Yeah. Golf clap is, you know, just... Little pitter patter. Oh, wait, no, sorry, Artsy yes. is. Right, very quickly, because we are at the end of the show. <laughs> yes, sorry. What's the best way to present a gift? And we're talking like a prize gift type thing. Pass the parcel, for example. A box, in a box, in a box, in a box, in a tube, in a box, in a box, in a box, in wrapping paper, in a box, in a box. So, not just like newspaper, sellotape, newspaper, sellotape, more newspaper, sellotape, okay, until it's fun. just like a giant ball <laughs> of newspaper and sellotape, and the kids have to roll it around. You like tear some into kind, it with a bread you knife. Know, you, know that, you, know that, you know that, that, that Greek fella who went to hell and has to push the, the rock up the hill, but then it falls down all the time? It's like that, but with kids in a circle, and they have to tear through this wrapping this newspaper but they can't get through because there's so much sellotape and eventually when they get through they find there's nothing inside but a key ring <laughs> well it's like sweatshop past the parcel yes go faster we have gift inside go you buy now <laughs> you go. oh god no past the parcel is fun also giving people wrapping paper in wrapping paper and wrapping paper in box and box and box is also very fun the so- worst one i've seen right was past the parcel but the prize was wrapping paper Ah, <laughs> cruel. I like it, though. Uh, and you, you'd like it. Or, oh, I bet another good one would be a note saying, look under your chair. And it's been there all along or something. Yes. Uh, Pergolai. Pergolai is a great way to do it. Uh, this, is, this is a game, and, but you can't give it to specific people. This is a game best played uh, by 8 to 12 really poor people who cannot afford to buy each other proper Christmas gifts. Uh, despite the love of friendship, heating is required to live. And what you d- it's a game that a Danish friend taught uh, us, and now it's like an annual tradition. You bring like three small gifts, like cheap gifts, wrap them up, and put them in the center of the room in a big pyramid, like you're about to sacrifice it to Satan Claus as a cultic ritual. Yes. Uh, you roll, you, two people opposite each other get a pair of dice, D6s. You roll them. Every six, you take them a present from the pile. Every doubles, you roll twice, and you rotate to the left until they're all gone and everyone has presents. Round two, the same, but someone puts a timer on, hides the timer, so you don't get to see how long is left. Do the same in reverse order, so to the right, but you can, instead you nick presents from each other. And it just becomes so crazy and so fun with people desperately trying to get the big things and the small things and hide them. And then oh, it, 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 it's fun and it's crazy and it's mental. Yes. Right. We are unfortunately at the end of the show. Um, but Bums. we do have... A question related to this. We want you to come up with the weirdest or the most unusual or just the funniest yeah. way of 
presenting a gift, of wrapping a gift. How, how, how would you do it? Yeah, the best way to give a gift yes. to somebody. How would you wrap it? What would you, how would you box it? How would you present it to the person who, who you're going to give it to? Inside of a piñata, inside of their food, inside of their pillow, what would you think of? And just They'd be at the bottom of a building, you'd bungee jump off the top, and you know, you'd stretch to the end and go, here you go, and then fly back up. <laughs> rent, rent a LARP site and get loads of people to be the zombies. zombies. Give them a Nerf gun and tell them the, head, the gift is hidden somewhere in the building and will you be used as a cure. Yes. Okay, that was expensive, but if anyone did that, I would marry you. That's yeah. awesome. Yes, right. Um, uh, all the answers to all the questions should be sent to studio at thegeekshow.co.uk. We are, at, unfortunately, at the end of, of this series, Series 5 series of The Geek five. Show. We will be back on the 8th of January, isn't it? Yes, yes, I believe so. Yeah. The 8th of January. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, email us uh, the geek sh- uh, at studio at thegeekshow.co.uk. Find or, us on Facebook. We have The yeah. Geek Show. is our Facebook on there. We are on Twitter, TGS underscore The Geek Show. And we We're also on tweets. Google+, Plus, uh, and we are also on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, we have a group on my anime list, which Rob made, of course. Yes, which isn't really active, the, uh, active yeah. that much, but it will be becoming more active mm-hmm. in, the next, uh, in the next few months. Yes. Speaking of which, there's a lot of new things coming in Series 6. Yes, there One are. of them I'll reveal now is that for a long time we've had a problem that people could only download our interviews, and they're not really individual ones. So to make it a bit easier, uh, a lot of our content is now going on to YouTube, which hopefully will help fund us getting to some conventions. Yes. Which would be nice. But basically, I've been over this Christmas holiday, I'm converting our old interviews into YouTube videos. Yes. There's over 60 videos on there now, including some things that you wouldn't have been able to see before. Yes. Uh, or because we haven't been able to get them downloaded. I'm finding all the old dead interviews and refinding them as well. Yes. The Prof 1 will be on there tomorrow as well, along with a post, and it'll all be great. And I'll post up the questions from today. Yes. <laughs> anyway, in the background, you can hear Tim Minchin with White Wine in the Sun. Um, we have been The Geek Show. This has been our Christmas special, and this has been Series 5. And it will continue to be... Absolutely friggin' awesome. We'll be, ans- we'll be announcing the winners to this competition when we return in the new year. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, have a good long thing. You know, we've, do- we've done the questions like this because we are off for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And we do want you to have something to do over Christmas because we know what Christmas can be like. And do partake. There's loads of Genkinger stuff. There's Chaotic Emporium badges. There's Dofu cards. There's a Just Dance keyring. There's... There's... No, you can't say, just say badges. You have to say badges! Badges! Oh, and uh, I, have a, I have everything in front of me because I wrote down some things that I have which aren't here. There is a massive, massive plushy, plushy griff ball and there is the game Don't Starve which is currently very popular and beta on Steam. Yes. We have all kinds and loads of other games on Steam. Seriously, we've got like Horde and... Uh, okay, okay, I get it. Um, we're finishing. But there's a lot of things like Bastion and Horde. I have, I have games to give away. Yes. We will be doing that all in January. We hope that you have a lovely long Christmas. Enjoy your time off and your breaks or your extra pay if you're not on break. Yes. And hooray, the world didn't end. Woohoo! Right. Do you see that what we did there with Christmas at Ground Zero? Yeah. 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 With the non-pocalypse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will see you guys in the new year. It's been lovely. We'll see you there.
For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.